Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. We're going to preview week nine. Are we, are we? This is week nine, correct? Well, this is week ten. It's week ten. Week ten? Yeah. Oh my god! Week ten. Life is so short, and death is so close. God, please say it is. Yes. The week is a good one, I think. But we do have something we should do first before we discuss the college football action ahead, and that is we are behind on reader mail. Which we say mail, we mean tweets. Mail requires. You know, writing stuff down. How many people do you think have sent you shut down full cast questions to your email and not realize that they might as well throw it into an abandoned well? I don't know. I haven't checked them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> people do people do that though. People do that. I mean, if I've I've received um listener we call it reader mail and it's neither reader nor mail. But I have received some emails with questions and they'll come in on like Sunday morning like just want to get in ahead of the herd. Like no, 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 no. That's not how it works at all. My my like, dream the is way to get it answered is to ask like as we press record. My dream is to one day set up like a solid verbal style voicemail for the shutdown forecast and then never check it. <laughs> no then, one no, ever ch- check it check it in like five years. <laughs> where okay. we where we find that there are things like I am leaving you a fortune <laughs> in like gold <laughs> bricks. <laughs> My wife left me. So we'll check it in like May and do a super cut of like Vols fans talking shit. Yeah. Or, or t- only do it after week two. When everyone's hopes are up, and then check it in February. I think the Vols like are really. Gonna, I, I think the Vols are really going to do it, y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Texas. I'm I really think, starting to believe in Tennessee. Texas is for real this year, y'all. I think they're going to win nine games. 
again, that was the thing we said. So yeah, that was that was actually our recording. And um, <clears throat> by the way, Texas is still on pace for nine wins. Count the bowl game. So okay, yeah, we're on the money. Turnaround starts now. And really, I mean, if they if they don't get there, I think we blame the Big 12 for not having a championship game this season. Don't worry about yep. whether or not Texas would be there. They were denied the opportunity. I think we all agree on that. Didn't have the 13th data point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or enough points. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that's going to happen this week. The college football playoff rankings. That's tonight. Yeah, by the, hey, by, we'll, we'll, by the we'll time totally you listen to this, it's already happened. Um, so... It was probably okay. Oh, no. You know what I've been doing with this lately. Like, we, we post the episode on Every Day Should Be Saturday on Mondays and Wednesdays, usually. Um, but I, if you subscribe to this podcast, it's usually available to you earlier. Because I like to give you a little something for your loyalty. I guess I was just thinking, like, people will see it and, like, oh, I just don't have it in me to listen to this today. I don't, know why, to- I don't, I don't know why people have it in them to listen to it any day. <laughs> I just like early in the week. Oh, this is a lot. I just put up with you, you guys. On, Can you please just give me another minute. Like, like parent with a headache. I just picture that as our listenership. Just, just sleep for thirty more minutes. I just need thirty just more minutes of sleep. More fucking minutes. Oh, just go down. Open one present, not the big one. Yes, you one can have our- cookies for breakfast. One of our one of our questions this week is why do you keep doing this podcast? Oh yeah, uh, and- yeah, I I pulled that one as well. Do, do you have a thought on That's that? That's the tough gotten. I answered I answered muscle confusion. That's why I do anything. <laughs> That's the secret to growth: muscle confusion. That's why we do this. Yeah, yeah, we're all um, huge and strong. Yeah. I think the I think. I think the other answer to this is, uh, you know, we do it for you, the listener, because as vapid and empty as this can seem, how does it compare to your life? That's that's what you should listen to, is us, because you could listen to the rest of your life. By the way, what's the mysterious background noise? Another trademark of this podcast for Jason. Is it the wind? Are you outside? Yeah, we got. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, in a, <laughs> a large parking lot, and there is um, a hill that the wind is just r- racing down, and it's tearing through some trees. And also, there is a road not too far away. There was a leaf blower, but he has since uh, elsewhere. Here comes a motorcycle. He's also he's. It's also good because Jason's cutting in and out, so. Mm, this is so just rich. Good. This is just the the quintessential. Full castics. Uh, you know what it is? I think we continue to record this show because we want to do one episode that we all walk away from feeling like, hey, that was really good, and we haven't gotten close. But one day, one day, we'll get within five percentage points of good. We are we are that guy who... Every, the full cast to us is running a marathon, and every day we get up and we're like, all right, let's just like start with three miles, and we're just a sweaty, heaving mess. And we're like, we're never going to do this. But we, but for some reason, we refuse to stop trying. I would also suggest that uh, we just go straight to, to reader questions. Yes. Because, yes. because I want to start with this. Um, it's a very important one. It's from at Talk Hoops, a.k.a. Zach Harper, writer for CBS Sports. Uh, what is everybody's pet name for each other? Do we have pet names? Is that a for, thing? For one another? I don't think so. Yeah. I call you son. Yeah, it's kind of weird. 
Because you have two, you have two children, and they have promising futures. So that's I true. Like, no, I feel like you're mocking me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> also, we really we really don't look alike. Like no, we we have similar legs. I would say that's about it. Uh, my mine are more delicate. They really that's, are. My, that's not true. My ankles are as fine as a thoroughbred's. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we will shoot you if you break one of them. That's true. Um, I think that uh, for Jason, I am fond of calling Jason Earl, That's because yeah, because that is Jason's middle name. Um, I had a high school teacher who called me Pinky at one point. Pinky. Yeah, because uh, my skin is pink and uh, sad, like a like an Irish boy who's not allowed to play outside. I was going to suggest that that was because of the color of your skin, yep. but I, did, I didn't want to be adjacently racist. No, it's, it's not racist when you're just talking about people who, um, who look like they should be in a painting. Yeah. Jason, do you, have a, do, do you have a pet name for either of us? Hey, I think I dropped out, but I'm back now. My strategy is I'm going to walk <laughs> away from the Wi-Fi and do this entire thing via satellite connection. So I'm coming to y'all from space. Um, is this any better or worse? It's just different, really. Yeah, just different. <laughs> no better. Um, we were we were trying to discuss whether we actually have pet names for each other and whether yeah. you have yeah, do you have a pet name for either of us? Um, I don't think I've ever used I, I do notice when, when listening back to this, when I say Ryan's name it sounds like Ra mm. Yeah, so, I, like, I don't I, th- I, th- I think Ryan is like an Egyptian god. I think uh, that's what it, yeah I am if you if you if you've seen um Stargate that's the story of my life. <laughs> well you have seen also that that I think Jason and I are similar in that we are the type of men who would prefer to never ever call anyone by name. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro, bro, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hey, S- pal. Fam. Yeah, there's this entire school of ma- there's this entire school of masculine interaction that relies on nicknames for each other, and I'm profoundly uncomfortable with it. We should refer to each other as titles. But I, only- I but I like it because then once you when you refer to somebody by their first name, it's like a little bit of a power play. It, it always is, and the worst sound in the world is the sound of your own name because to me, it always means you want something or I'm in trouble. Are you happy? Are you happy with your own name? No, I've never been. Okay. I don't. Me, me neither. For what it's worth, I would just prefer to be. I would prefer to be referred to by a number, or uh-huh. uh, a title. <laughs> if you could refer to, if you could just call me like Duke Six or something, right? Like, so you want you want a gamer tag for a name? Pa- passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> just refer double, to double X gamer tag four twenty double X. <laughs> that would be that would what be fine. Do you want you want like a lineman number? Yeah, that, that, that's sure. You know, if you can just refer to me as blogger, I'm blogger69. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's taken. You think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, about, I don't know if I mentioned this on here, but like 10 years ago, I thought I should really rebrand and go by my middle name, which is Earl, which is uh, just so fucking old man that oh, yeah. I, eventually, I had to grow into it eventually. Uh, and I, I, I always wish I had, but it's way too late for that at this point. Or I feel like if you start going by Earl, you'll automatically pop up with like two warrants that you didn't know about. Yeah, we have talked about this before. That's how <laughs> running this program is at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I like the George W. school of nicknames where you just pick something 
about like an anecdote or an aspect of a person that they may not even like particularly identify with and you make that their thing. I'm trying to think what that would be for. So like for, for Spencer, I might just start calling you cops. Cop, yeah. What's a uh, cops is a great, I, right. I totally take that as a nickname. Hey cops. How's it going? Great work that great work out there. Cops. Yeah, that and in addition to, let's see, cops, I think I would call you, uh, let's see, Ryan, I'd call you Bakes. Yeah. Bakes, because you bake. <laughs> yep. Easy, right? easy bake. You ca- I call you Easy Bakes. Easy Bake. What's up, Bakes? Yeah, I like that. This, this is our guy, me. Ryan. We call him Big City. Yeah. He lives in a big city. Yep, that's me. It's, it's a little bit of John Gruden to it. Yeah, and I would call, uh, I'd call... Jason, um, I'd probably call him Vagrant because he's always outside. Hmm. No old Vagrant, Nomad. I think old no old Nomad. Uh huh. That and that sort of sounds like a Secret Service name too. Yeah. That nomad, and... nomad is in the Home Depot. Repeat, Nomad is in the Home Depot. Yeah, we're out here call signs now. Next question comes from Josh Brundred. Brund. <laughs> Josh Brundred. Josh Brundage. Which is a name that, to be fair, sounds like it always is said through clenched teeth. Especially appropriate for 2016 because he's a Georgia fan and would like to know, will Georgia make a bowl? Actually, he's a Georgia Tech fan. Ah, uh, okay. Well, one, will Georgia Tech make a bowl? I'd like to answer yeah. that first. I think so. Probably. They're, they're already, they already have five wins, don't they? Right. So we're, we're, we're close. That's happening. The Belk Bowl is within grasp. Dude, man. Georgia Tech and the Belk Bowl. That is a that should be a permanent marriage. It should just be an arranged marriage. We should just set it up. I will say this. Georgia Tech has four games left. Three of them are road games against North Carolina, VT, and Georgia. Whew. And they have, a home, they, have, they have a home game against Virginia, who, yeah, is Virginia, but maybe, like... If you get that weird confluence of Virginia playing its best game, which maybe they just did, and Georgia Tech playing its worst, it's possible. But, yeah, I'm going to say it's only like 20% that Georgia Tech misses a bowl this year. Possible, though, man. That's rough. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of 38-35 games lurking down the road, mm-hmm. and you just want to be the 38 of those. That's how they have to play. Will Georgia make a bowl, though? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so coming off of the worst offensive performance in Georgia football history since 1996 against a 4-7 and seven Kentucky team. Yes, that Georgia team. The remaining games on Georgia's schedule are at Kentucky, which, again, <laughs> the dominant Kentucky Wildcats, possible SEC East champions, right there in contention. Somehow, yeah, they have to play Kentucky, and they could lose that game. November 12th versus Auburn, which at the pace Auburn's playing, that game will not be close in any no. respect. No. Auburn, oh. Auburn should wreck them. Yeah, this should be very bad. Louisiana Lafayette, who I assume you'll beat. Yeah, I think I think that's – we'll give you that one. That, that should – I mean, granted, you did struggle with Nichols and Missouri – but um, yeah, let's say that's uh, that's a W. So it's really you yeah. have to win one of Kentucky or your last game against Georgia Tech. 
Yeah. So looking at that, you got to go two and two, or you're in that five and seven and begging club. But our academics. Yeah. That ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. You got, you, you have to win, go two and two. Pick, I want you to pick two games out of there. Maybe Louisiana Lafayette and maybe Georgia Tech. Because I seriously think you could lose to Kentucky. And I think it is inevitable that you lose to Auburn. You know, I mean, you know, the fu- the funnier circumstance is Georgia beats Kentucky. Kind of maybe even easily like 30 to 10 or something. And it, it kind of calms everybody down and all is right. All is relatively right in the world again. And then drops the last three games. <coughs> if they lose to Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, but but what will really happen is Georgia's going to go six and six, and then just get totally pantsed in some terrible bowl game. Yeah, I, that's 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 your answer, by the way. Is yeah, they'll probably make a bowl game, and then you you you're a Georgia Tech fan. You definitely want to watch this bowl game. Definitely. What, what Jason? Where are they in our bowl projections right now? Did Jason die? Did we lose him? Oh, Jason. Oh, sweet, beautiful. <laughs> sweet. Sweet. The timing. Sweet. The timing's amazing. Sweet, beautiful. All right, I'm going to try to find it. Um, I promise this isn't going to take all day, or I'll edit it out. That's okay. He's back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. If this cuts out again, I'm just going to leave. Uh, the timing was so... because... Because so, we said, "Where's Jason?" and all of a sudden, you just went bloop. So to 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 um to use our most recent bowl projections, we have Georgia Tech playing in the Military Bowl against Houston. Which, who boy, I don't mm. think. I mean, Houston has has fallen on some not as good times, but I don't think you want that. And we have Georgia playing in the Liberty Bowl against Texas. Nine and four, like we said. Oh my God! Nine, the, just this is this is again. This is Georgia. I really approve of everything happening because you're bailing out our Texas prediction. Thank you. This is <laughs> I, the, the, yeah. Just, Texas I mean, is the team I I, I have know the least to do with, so I, I just I, stuck them in Memphis. I I realize bowl season's a ways off, and I apologize that this is the first time I'm looking at our most recent bowl projections. But we have some games here that just sound awful. Penn State, Florida in the Outback Bowl. Yeah. Miami, Penn Kentucky State? in the Tax Slayer Bowl. Mm. Mm. Just, just, all right. We do have USF Old Miss in the Birmingham Bowl, which would be very funny when USF. Flames. That game. Oh, that game would be 66 62. Um, and we also have Florida State, West Virginia in the Russell Athletic Bowl, which I think would be very, very high quality. Um, God, we have Boston College going to a bowl game. Life hey, that's fast. some shit. Life comes at you so 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 fast. Yeah, they uh, got the grades. Got a got another question. This is from Ralphie Swag on him at always scromulent on Twitter. Asks, how do you fix game day? Used to be great, pretty boring. Now I picked this question because I don't actually know if there's a problem with game day. Because full confession, I haven't watched more than thirty minutes of it this year. At all. My Saturday mornings have been spent uh, trying to get one child to play soccer. That's it. How's that going? Uh, it's great. It's over. It's done. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Perfect. It happened. Six-year-old soccer is an amazing thing to watch. 
it works a lot like the Georgia Tech offense. There's a lot of uh, fakery, a lot of people running in all directions, and ultimately one person kind of streaking out and or falling down in the pile. So that's that's how six-year-old soccer works. Um, maybe that's the answer to fixing game day, is just replace it with six-year-old soccer. <laughs> like ESPN wouldn't pay for the licensing. Live events. Live events, man. It can't be that. It can't be that, you know, pricey, but, right? But have, have either have either of you watched it regularly, and is this a thing? Because I suspect what has happened is that, if based on what I remember from last year, it was a very tight two-hour show, and now it is a three-hour show. And maintaining that kind of quality across three hours is real damn difficult. I mean, I don't watch it, but that's because I know my Saturday is already going to involve... 12 to 14 hours of watching television anyway and with with and this is not meant at shade to shade game day at all but like anywhere i can cut time i'm gonna do it and game day is not so essential at this point that i feel like i have to watch it for any reason yeah i I haven't watched it in like two years probably we're a very poorly informed podcast as far as anything to do with football that it's not football games themselves um I've watched very, very little. I'll try and, like, they the game day account will tweet out, like, some of their best segments, and I'll watch some of those, you know? Like, they'll do the story on the player recovering from injury or, you know, the star player has a funny hobby or whatever. I'll watch those in solo, but, I mean, Saturday morning, yeah, that's your only chance before Sunday, like, night to stay away from TV, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll generally watch, like, the last 15 minutes. That's it. It's like an NBA game. Like, I'll just catch the dunks at the end. Listen, I'll if they it. bring back Frank Caliendo, I'll watch for all of his time there because I don't know what NFL people were complaining about. That was that was charming and delightful. It, he's, certainly, he's certainly not the worst guest picker they've had. <laughs> no, the worst, that's, the worst, yeah, that's definitely true. The worst, the worst was guess. Ryan Lochte. The worst was Ryan Lochte by far. You think? Because Ric Flair was very exciting in concept, and then he came out, and I don't know if Rick knew where he was. No. You know who the best was all time per record? Big Boy. Big Boy has, still has the best record all time. He went eight and one. That's correct, and uh, that's that's when I met him. Was when he did that, and when I embarrassed myself by being like, "Oh my God, it's so nice to meet you." Yeah. That's uh, he is the finest picker of all time, and I like to think it was me geeking out that really sort of you know enthused him. He was like got uncomfortable and had to start thinking real hard because I made him very nervous. Good. I know. We all have we all have gifts. So there's your answer. How do you fix game day? I don't know. Have a big boy on every <laughs> <laughs> just start, yeah. Just give 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 the show to run the jewels. Let them do it. Oh, yeah, that'd be fine. Just mm-hmm. get Killer Mike and say, Hey Killer Mike, that's cool. You're known as like a great paragon of like extreme sort of like hardcore left wingism. What do you think about guns? And then I just dive behind a wall. <laughs> just what do you think? Le- so firing like Oklahoma's rifle. Here's yeah. what we do. It restays. We replace uh we replace Corso with Killer Mike. We replace Kirk Herb Street with Alton Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just then it's just an all guns show. Um <laughs> I, I have a question I want to bring up here. It's about baseball. Okay. Uh, this from this comes from Chris Orr at Chris Orr Senior on Twitter. Uh, Jim Harbaugh brought a glove to the World Series. Over under on how many women and children he would run over f- to catch a foul ball. Um, oh. 
I think. See, this is the thing. I this. I, I think this misunderstands why Jim Harbaugh brought wore a jersey and brought a glove to a baseball game. I, you know, I, I I get that most people are doing it because they want to catch a foul or home run ball. I think Jim Harbaugh goes to sporting events ready and willing. Like it's it's the way that I imagine doctors or maybe young doctors get on a plane and they're like, "This is the one." This is the one where they're going to say, is there a doctor on this plane? I'm going to stand up and say yes and save somebody's life. Correct. I think this Jim Harbaugh, I think Jim Harbaugh's like, you know what? They're going to ask me to play left field and I'm going to fucking kill it. This is the AT, this is the ATV principle for rednecks. Remember the ATV, mm-hmm. a useless purchase made in great frivolity and general uselessness. Nope. Nope. Whenever it snows, whenever it snows in North Georgia, every single redneck. <laughs> who went out of their way to get the disaster preppedness bucket that you can get, right? The prepper's bucket that contains, like, a week's worth of food, and they bought, like, ten, like, you know it's going to pay off one day. That generator that you only use at tailgates while swearing that it'll come help you in the apocalypse. Well, you know what? Guess who's got one of those on the back of an ATV? You can't get down that driveway. I mean, you if, can't. Jim, if Jim Harbaugh went to the Summer Olympics, he'd bring his own Epe with him, right? He'd oh, be yeah. Ready, he'd be ready to sword fight in a heartbeat. Or, or to at least throw it in there and be like, hey, who's got a spare epe? Me. <laughs> I brought one. That's why Jim Harbaugh brings a glove. The other answer, as Jason stated, is this. How many you got? How many women and children would he run over to get a foul ball? How many you got? Just I think until he, until he falls asleep or something. <laughs> if, if he does that. I mean, Falling. I'm saying like after you know, 36 hours constant. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll fall down and, and need a moment's rest. I just believe that at any point Jim Harbaugh wants to compete, no matter the event, no matter the circumstances, no matter the setting, he will compete, which is why you never want to be the person who tells Jim Harbaugh about free waffle cone day at Ben and Jerry's, because guess who's going to get as many free waffle cones at oh, different man. locations. Imagine, imagine him on a weekend at Sam's Club. Just fucking throwing <laughs> elbows to get them samples. Sprinting. Oh, plotting. Spranacopitas for winners! Has a whiteboard. You know how many times at Costco he's... <laughs> you know how many times at Costco he's, like, hurried up the Vitamix demo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, 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 lady, get to it. Get to it. Get to the smoothie. Get to the smoothie. I know. I know it's got unparalleled... The clock, the clock is running! I know it's got unparalleled power of a vortex, okay? That's a phrase I've heard enough times. Yeah, that's how many Harbaugh will do, because Harbaugh just wants to compete at everything. I have a question that's uh, from Brian Miles at uh, Brian Mai on Twitter. What is the point of the Big 12 this year? <laughs> um... I, I admit you got me. I don't know. I really <laughs> I don't know. The Big 12 thus far, their year has consisted of Every single team working its way out of contention prior let's, to that. Let's, let's, let's work through this. So at first, the purpose of the Big 12 was to make Houston look good because Houston beat Oklahoma. But then Houston wasted that by losing to Navy, um, and that just sort of all went away. Then the purpose of the Big 12 was to make Notre Dame look bad because Texas beat them. But then, you know, Duke and all these other teams beat Notre Dame. So that also sort of... Stop to serve any purpose. Um, it kind of looked like maybe the purpose of the Big 12 was to make West Virginia look good, but they wasted that as, like, it, 
the Big 12's purpose was at one point to expand, but, but then they, it didn't. They abandoned that completely. I think it's just the chicken bet at this point. Yeah, yes. that's all we have left, making sure Kansas gets two, uh, two, or, two or fewer wins. Um, I looked at this earlier, and can you name the Big 12's best out-of-conference win this year? Is it, is it Oklahoma State Pitt? Yeah, it is. How about how about what's number two on that list? Um, uh, maybe West Virginia BYU. And after that, well, after that, there's nothing after that. There's nothing nothing anyone would take even the slightest note of. Um, Man, that is. I'm including Texas over Notre Dame in that completely meaningless group. That is that is so grim. Like that's it. That entire conference's best win is Pitt. That was what made the like Baylor and West Virginia losing on the same weekend so dire is that it happened and I think everyone at once realized that's it. All right. All right. This movie's this movie is only eighty six minutes, and that's because it was very good, probably. And like Baylor or WVU could still sneak into the playoffs. those Those schedules are garbage, man. I mean WVU, honestly, I feel like they have they have the schedule that if they were to finish eleven and one, you'd say, okay, okay. Well, you know, no, the no, they, they, they West Virginia, you, West Virginia tried to have the schedule, and it's not their fault that Missouri is in total shambles right now. But like, a lot they, of things also worked against the Big Twelve. Yeah, like yeah. beating Mizzou isn't going to move the needle at all. But no, I mean, if if they were to finish eleven and one, which is highly unlikely, okay, okay, let's talk about let's talk about them. But Baylor, nah, get the fuck out of here. Um, that that and I have one more question mm-hmm. from Captain Beef mm. at DBBM fifty two. I guess that's why you go by Captain Beef because Dibum fifty two. Oh, he's. He, I think that's one of our commenters on EDSBS. But it, it is. It is. Yeah. I just would. I also point out that he actually picked a handle, which is my ideal name, which is just a top well, title. Shit, we just talked about nicknames. Let's just start calling you Captain Beef. That's fine. Captain, Captain Beef four twenty. <laughs> Please, please. Captain Beef was my father. <laughs> Lieutenant Beef. Lieutenant Beef. Just, just call me Beef. The just plain Beef. The question is, what's the worst you've seen a quarterback get their ass kicked and finish a game? Oh man, there's a top ten on this, and the same quarterback has like six of these slots. But I want to see. I, I want to. He, he's earmarked, and I have his name. And I want to hear your answers to see if they are as obvious to me that this dude gets the title for like six so, of the ten slots. I think I know who you're Is it talking this about. Or all time? It's I assume it's all time, and I'm betting yeah. it's an Arizona State quarterback. Yeah. Now I have an answer for this year too. Um, okay. But all, all time, all time, I think you, I would probably go with um, Byron Leftwich, like physically having to be carried up to the line of scrimmage. And staying in the game. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, but he was working out of the gun and he had a broken leg. Now, having a broken leg sucks, okay? <laughs> I don't. He was, li- he was literally broken. Yes, I don't know if it's getting your ass kicked, though, okay? Because okay. He was being moved like a fucking artillery piece. Right. It was like a furniture moving thing. They put him on a dolly. I don't think that's in the spirit of the question, though, because. Okay. <laughs> Because we're talking about somebody who got their ass kicked versus like, okay, having your leg broken. Oh, so it wasn't somebody who just got knocked over a lot. Didn't right. they, they weren't ha- they weren't like 
throwing so, so, off of a so, broken limb. So Spencer, <laughs> I think you want to say Rudy Carpenter. Oh God, Rudy Carpenter yeah. took the worst ass beatings I have ever yeah. seen in my life. I think he was sacked something like 62 times in a season when yeah. he was at Arizona State. He got beaten up so badly that Texas defense was on the sidelines going, Rudy, <laughs> after he had said some. He had talked some shit pregame, and the Texas defense spent the entire game breaking him over his knee. Like, I think they were actually pulling up so they could hit him more. Like, no, 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 man. He's not going to make it out of the quarter like this. You got to pace yourself. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen a quarterback take a worse ass beating than Rudy Carpenter at Arizona State. If you'll remember, when Dirk Cutter was coached, there was this big, like, controversy over whether, I think it was, uh, it, it was, Rudy Carpenter versus uh, who's the quarterback who eventually transferred to uh, Sam Keller. Uh, like there was this decision and ultimately it was like, yes, Rudy Carpenter, he will like after kind of a player's revolt, we will make Rudy Carpenter the starter. He will Yay! die for our sins. That's the best part is because I thought, man, the players are really behind Rudy Carpenter. Now I'm like, maybe they hated him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they elected Rudy Carpenter starter because Everyone hated his ass and hey, wanted to see him in pain. But, but they Somebody did this. Was... They got they got Rudy on the field exactly the same way Notre Dame did. Everyone came and laid their jerseys on the coach's desk, except it was done out of out of great great spite for Rudy. Uh, Rudy, Rudy, have you ever read Shirley Jackson's The Lottery? No, cool, <laughs> cool. Um, the uh, so the the other name that like confusingly doesn't apply here, I think, is Christian Hackenberg because Christian Hackenberg got sacked a lot, but I never felt like oh he's really taking a beating back there. It was more like oh Christian Hackenberg got laid down again. <laughs> yeah. Somebody put, well he, he was he was he was the god of being collapsible like. Right. Nobody could take a hit like Christian Hackenberg, and I don't mean that like he's tough. Of course he's tough. He got hit all the fucking time. But just like you couldn't get a clean shot on this dude, even even if even if you have you have a bead on him, you've got pressure from the other side. He's gonna find a way to to like crumple to the ground like a like a goddamn stunt double. To me, yeah. the the one that stands out as far as a single game goes um, is it was Kirk Cousins against Alabama in that ball game, right? Yeah. Yeah. That it, that was that was the that was the game more than any other where I've just thought like, can this quarterback please just stop going out there? I mean that's other than every DeAndre Francois game this year, but watching yeah. that that was the ball where I felt the worst for a quarterback in <laughs> any game I've ever seen. Yeah, it, Rudy Carpenter, by the way, it was fifty-five sacks. Fifty-five oh sacks. Oh my god. Yeah, fifty-five Didn't, sacks. Oh, in is Tom, Tom Savage is in this category too. I want to say. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, you never assumed who the savage was referring to in his name. <laughs> it's life. Yeah. The answer yeah, is life. It's it's you, man. That and it also this year, and I think this is actually like three or four years running. Washington State, because mm. Luke Luke Falk. If you stay up and watch Luke Falk, it's um. There was a point in the game against Oregon State where he went down and. In my head, I'm thinking, please stay down. Please. There was please, a point in that game where they had a free play. Oregon State went offside. They had a free play. He somehow still got laid out. I don't know if I've ever seen that. A free play, a play that doesn't matter. Like, you you can throw throw the ball straight at the guy who's about to sack you in the face. And, it, I mean, it's not his fault. That's just the, just the way that offense works. You're going to get hit a lot, even uh, on a play that doesn't matter. I have a question I want to ask from go big or go home. At Foster for Prez on Twitter. Um, 
And I think that refers to Bud Foster, which, sure, why not? Bud Foster for president. You heard it here. What happens if Michigan, Clemson, Alabama, and Washington all go undefeated and all lose in their conference championship <laughs> games? Hmm. Well, how do you feel about Western Michigan? Can we do, is that? Yeah, you might have West Virginia. You might have Western Michigan. Um, you know, but you know, the hardest one to answer is the ACC because all of these other conference, like I feel like all the other conference games, yeah, you would have in theory a one loss Florida team, even a two loss Florida team who beats Alabama. You're probably like, yeah, I guess that deserves it. Um, on the Michigan side of things, if it's Nebraska or if it's Wisconsin, yeah, they're probably fine. Washington, if they lose to, I don't know, Utah in a rematch, you can sort of say, yeah, Utah's got two losses, but one of them they just erased. It's the ACC, man. Because, mm. like, who, who are you sending from the Coastal? Virginia Tech could be 10-2, and two, right? They could. One yeah. of those losses is to Tennessee. And Tennessee oh, lost to South Carolina. Dude. Well, well the, the the other loss is to Syracuse. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> ACC is probably out in that situation. <laughs> do we uh, do we at this point dare to look at the week ahead? Let's. I should. Uh, so before we do, I'm gonna say that my uh, my ESPN schedule for Week Ten continues to be totally borked. It's telling now. It's telling me that. Uh, at twelve at twelve midnight on Friday, November fourth, you can watch Georgia play Kentucky. I, I think that's an, I, I think that's an acceptable time to play that that's game. That's a great I, time. For I, that I, game. I don't think that's accurate, but I hope it is. Yeah, well, you, and you say, well, Spencer, who will be awake to watch Georgia play Kentucky? Exactly, exactly. That's I would love being be able to wake up and say, oh, the Georgia game's already out of the way. <laughs> Just look at the score, process it, and say, mm-hmm. Who, who fixed these shoes? What magic? Man, it's like, put, it's like putting something. <laughs> it's like, so, it's like, like putting something. Visit this overnight. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is like Jello. You just put it in the fridge, wake up, woo, Jello. Cool, happened God. without me even doing anything. That George, that George like loss, that Georgia loss, that Georgia loss has fruit in it. Cool. You got to keep it on a low heat all night, buddy. That's how you make the roast. <laughs> Um, we'll start with, I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday and we like do, I said, dog, speaking of amazing things, Tuesday football returns this week, Tuesday football back, Action. Um, yep. including the undefeated number 17, Western Michigan Broncos, PJ no, Fleck no, no, will run, run circles around you. And with, this happens um, at the same time as the playoff rankings reveal, meaning we could get the spectacle of Western Michigan, number 15. Uh-huh. Also on the other channel, they're down by 14 points. The ball I think that I, I feel like that happened last year with Toledo. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't pick WMU to lose to Ball State, but could yeah. happen. The, the, yeah. our, our sport is so fucked up that we don't wrap one week until the beginning of the next week has already started. Do you want to also, uh, just to point out, if you like spectacles and you like, I'll call them peerless, I'll call them uh, a leader of sorts, Bowling Green at Northern Illinois, one of the worst defenses in the nation. And I mean, like, bad. Like, Texas, Texas Tech, bad, I believe. If we're talking Bowling Green, Bowling Green, they're, they're real bad. And they're, they're just bad overall. This is, a, this is a terrible, like, I'm, I'm telling you to watch them for a second. 
just to see how bad they are. And NIU is also um, pretty bad this year, surprisingly, out of but, nowhere. But they, hey, they got that ESPNU slot, and that's how they, that's how the worldwide leader signals to you. It's okay if you don't watch this. I mean, I know they're going to win the MAC, just be, they're, or they're going to win the MAC West, just because they do every year, no matter how. And like this year, they've really upped the difficulty. I don't know how they're going to get out of this mess, but remember, the the U stands for unnecessary. Unnecessary. You can. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, you get Toledo at Akron, which sure, that's the thing. Yep, Thursday's yep. games. Uh, I'm very fond of Thursday's slate for a lot of reasons. One, uh, you get. What should be a likely Colorado victory? Because Josh Rosen's out for the year for UCLA. Yeah. He's done with a shoulder injury. So the disaster continues for the Bruins. And who benefits in this zero-sum game but the magnificent and mighty Buffalo of Colorado? The year of the Bison continues uh, kicking at nine. I'm just going to watch just to watch Colorado kick some ass because do you, do you I like you, novel things. Do you think Jim Mora – when do you think Jim Mora has the garage sale to get rid of all his UCLA swag? because he so desperately wants any other job. Do you um, think he waits till the end of the season, or does he like do it the day before the, UC, the USC game? No, I think he's already done it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the sideline, he's wearing um, just stuff that was handed to him on the way in. Like, just, coach free, you. Just, just free t-shirts? He's wearing all, he's wearing all of, he's like wearing a U-Dub shirt. <laughs> coach, like, man, why are you wearing? Why are you wearing a collegetextbooks.org t-shirt with a hole in it? <laughs> Just signed yeah. up for a credit card. They gave it to me for free. <laughs> or he's wearing, or he's wearing a suit, right? Like he's just wearing a throwback suit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And has to like borrow a UCLA pen. Like, oh yeah, I'm still here. Uh, Shit. Oh, coach, you're just trying to, you know, bring some occasion back to the program. No, I got a job interview at halftime. Wearing like a 1999 Colts like sweater <laughs> from his dad. Yeah. Sure. I want to skip over the Friday games because man, they're. They're a grab bag of select a team. <laughs> Always there. skip over the Friday games. They're there. I mean, you gotta really, you gotta really, s- you gotta really want it to stay up till ten fifteen to watch San Jose State, Boise State. But please, give me, continue. give me, can you give me an inspirational eighties, eighties uh, motivational backbeat, Jason or Ryan? I mean, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll add it in post. How about that? Oh, it's Navy. Versus Notre Dame in Jacksonville. Seeking four victories, that's Notre Dame versus Wait. Navy. Where? At 11.30. Yeah, 11.30. Yeah, it's a brunch game. Guess what? No, Notre Dame, you can be serving up eggs today because you're getting nothing out of this. Zero. Jack- Jackson- Where? The game, is, the game is in Jacksonville. Game, game is, is in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, it's a Navy town. <laughs> And then they're playing Army in Texas. Is that right? That's correct. I'm not looking at, at anything. I'm just sure. using y'all as Google. Sure. That sounds, we'll that just... sounds fine. Sure Notre sounds Dame fine. will play anybody. <laughs> Notre Dame will play anybody anywhere. By anywhere, <laughs> we mean uh, whether it matches that team's stadium or not. Literally anywhere. It's Notre Dame. When Notre Dame is on the opponent selection screen, they hit random. Yes. Go. I Can feel they like stop I f- the triple option. I feel Probably like this. Not. I feel like this was the first game ever scheduled on Priceline where Notre Dame was like, huh, notable notable uh, opponent at NFL Stadium for only $98 purchase. Expedia.com. <laughs> that rascal. Yeah, We, on, we on will, Uber, we will said, reveal where you're staying at the end of your purchase. There is definitely no um, high trend pricing on, on the Uber for this game. <laughs> 
What's anti-surge? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what is scourge pricing? Yeah, that means we're <laughs> fleeing it. Blurred pricing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Notre, Notre Dame's not picking up their fourth win here. Cause Navy, I don't know if you've watched them, man. They are difficult. They are not fun this year. This is one of those really good Navy teams. And this is a very yeah. bad Notre Dame defense. Also, also because this game is so early, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I, we're guaranteed to wake up. I, I, we're going to be we're going to be up at I don't know, 9:30 in the morning, let's say. And over Twitter it's going to be, you know, Notre Dame player name here arrested in Jacksonville bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. Kick off. <laughs> Brian Kelly Brian Kelly just tipping everybody off. I'm blaming him this week. It's him. That's Brian Kelly called it in. Like there's a reason Florida Georgia is always there's a, there's a reason Florida Georgia is always at three thirty because they know you can get a lawyer down to the jail in time to bail somebody out for a three thirty yep. game. Noon, oh. you're pushing it, man. Also, let's just anticipate this point swing. Notre Dame up twenty one seven. Sure. The Navy does that thing where somehow they score thirty five points in a quarter off of like three toss sweep plays and one midline ISO, that's it. You're like, how do they do that? I don't know. They got they have 35 points now. That's how this happened. Yeah. Um, the thing I always look at for these option teams is if is whether they can throw or not. Because if they can't, then ah, whatever. But hey, Navy can throw. Like look at um look at their passer rating on the year. It was top five last I checked. Might be top ten now. I don't know. I don't really look at things. I'm sitting outside. But Navy can throw. So have fun. <laughs> That's our again. That's our college football editor. Come work for SB Nation. Um, Will that'd be, that'd, that'd, be, what, that'd be Will Worth. Will Worth. Who who which of these games on the noon slate is the one that we're going to look up at? I don't know one fifteen and be like, oh shit, that's the score. Uh, of these twelve of the twelve o'clock one o'clock brunch shift games. Yeah, yeah. Where we look up and go, uh, Indiana Rutgers. I could see like Indiana yeah. letting Rutgers like score. Yeah. We'd be like, man, they have seven points. How the fuck did that happen? Oh, also, additionally, let me just point you to, and I know it's a real obvious one, y'all. Okay. But Texas does play at Texas Tech. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Glory. Yeah. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Because Texas at Texas Tech, you thought defense was optional when they were playing Oklahoma. Whoo, Pat Mahomes might throw the ball 100 times this game. Um, Texas A&M at Mississippi State has a lot of potential to be the game where you're like, Oh, the game's over. It's 35-0. Oh, no, the first quarter is over. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I misunderstood what that 0-0-0 meant. Um, There's a lot of possibility for that here. Like, Pitt at Miami. I don't know what's going to happen. Pitt's the better team. Neither does Miami. Yeah, Miami doesn't. Week to week. No clue what's going to happen. The, the, the mystery of Mark Rick unfolding one game at a time. It's been the a rough stretch for the them. Sad, the saddest possible outcome on this noon slate. Uh... Yeah, no, I'll go with this. Uh, if Illinois beats Michigan State, man. Oh, my man. God. Yeah. There's also this. If you want to watch a game of great effort and dismal results, Louisville at Boston College. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Disciplined, intelligent football played with very little effect. Steve Adazio is going to rip his pants during this game. <laughs> maybe on purpose, maybe not, but they'll rip as a distraction. You, man, flex, like flex fit jeans and khakis for offensive line coaches. It's just been a great marriage of innovation and necessity. The three, the late shift. Once you get to the or the mid shift, the the three p.m. You know, after Notre Dame has lost, 
like, I don't know, 52 to 51 to Navy in Jacksonville. Jacksonville! It's Notre Dame. No, I'm just singing that. Uh, Florida plays at Arkansas for some reason. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, they are in the same conference, right? Cool. Right. That's one of those. That's one of those matchups that it feels like the, the SEC's cross division matchups. There's a lot of them. That I swear they happen about once every 18 years. This one's pretty high on that list. Yeah, this is Arkansas with a terrible defense playing a pretty mediocre Florida offense with a superb Florida defense and a pretty good Arkansas passing attack. At least uh, this feels like a very confusing game that Florida will probably win in ugly fashion. Repeat, by the way. That's cut and pasted from every game from like 2015 forward. So, sure, I'll take it. Um, TCU Baylor, man, has this? There's, there's not a game that I look at on this this week's schedule that means less now than I thought it would. Than t- unranked TCU at number thirteen, Baylor at three thirty. Like, do I don't care what happens in this game. It doesn't really matter, does it? It no, was only two years ago that this game kept someone out of the playoff, and last year that it was played in a monsoon and was super memorable, and now it's pointless. I mean, the it's... only the only possible intrigue is that TCU's four and four. If Baylor can beat them, then they they do have TCU will have a bit of a road to to get to bowl eligibility, and they will have done it on the backs of some very, I mean. TCU so far this year, their wins have come against South Dakota State. I like South Dakota State, so like props for that, although you did let them score 41 points. Iowa State, SMU, and Kansas. That's it. Mm, yeah, you're that's you're you're feasting you're feasting on simple carbohydrates. Ooh. A lot of them. Which again, very Texas of them. Yeah. Texas is most Texas team. Feasting yeah, on I simple picked, carbs. Uh, I picked TCU to go to the playoff, so school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Texas getting that nine wins, baby. And TCU's going to make never, a playoff. Just never let me pick anything Big 12 ever again because I think I got the conference like upside down except for Kansas. Remember, nothing matters. It's the Big 12 in 2016. Uh, Florida State plays at North Carolina State. I really enjoyed this game at 6 o'clock because I really like the idea of watching, uh, watching NC State completely frustrate everything Florida State wants to do until midway through the third quarter. Right. Because that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Additionally, going back to the three slot, Arizona at Washington State. I'm really pleased to watch them play a team that uh, can't kill Luke Falk. That's great. I, I really, I will watch this just to watch Luke Falk thrive and not be blown up every other play because I don't think Arizona can do that. Arizona's defense is a safe space. It is. I don't know why this game is played like eight hours too early. What is that about? It's kicking off at four. We got I bet bunch, it was. A, we got a bunch. Did they meet like, four a.m.? The Pac-12's got all kinds of weirdness going on. Like Oregon State at Stanford, that merited a three thirty slot. Okay. What the hell? Or or well, that's fine. Get that out of the way. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, <laughs> Keep well, that moving. Why can't that be the eleven thirty game? I think I think that was a mercy move. Like the Pac-12 got a call from the network and they said, "Listen, our people are completely tired. They're tired of being up till three a.m." <laughs> We can't do this. You need. You're killing us. You need to move these games up, please. <laughs> yeah. Also, hot, hot off a win. Woo! Hot off a win against Tennessee, a dominant Tennessee team. Don't correct me. I'm trying to make everybody feel as good as possible. Missouri and South Carolina. South Carolina can win. What is it? Two in a row. Two yeah. In a row. The battle of the Columbias. Hey, um, 
Remember when we picked South Carolina to make a bowl? Or at least I did, and y'all didn't. Guess that's going to happen. So So when is it? Are you extremely right or extremely wrong? I mean, Whoa. sounds like I'm extremely right right now, bro. So South Carolina, straight to a bowl. That was my yep. only prediction I made all off season. That was the one. Coming true. That speaking of speaking one. of pre preseason games that are now no longer interesting, sure that Oregon at USC had a much much different. <laughs> yeah, that's again. It's also next to Georgia at Kentucky, which we thought was inconsequential, but we were incorrect. I mean, Oregon and USC at least has the possibility of you could be. This is a good preview of quarterbacks who might be the best in the conference in 2018. Yeah. So like if you if you really want to like put your put your college football nerd glasses on and being like, well, I was in I was into these guys before they blew up. I I liked Oregon's quarterback when he was uh unranked. This this you could do that. That said, like just just watch just watch Bama LSU. Like if you only have access to whatever channel that is on and you're stuck watching it, then yeah, that's a great reason to, you know, to say I'm studying these kids for the 2019 draft. Right. Yeah, that and uh, that's because, you know, you're scouting. You're watching some game tape. Yeah. Grinding tape. Breaking them down. It's grinding tape. Everything I do in life is grinding. Watch me grind this hamburger. Who was the NFL Twitter dude? It was like candy is I'm amazed candy exists now that protein bars are. That that had to be that was, had to be some bullshit, right? That wasn't that can't be no. I think it was Ian. Kenyon, it was but Ian Kenyon. His name is Ian Kenyon. Ian. So is this is this a goof? It I, felt like it had to be a goof. I I really it was like multiple tweets. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If it was a goof, it was it was extended goofery because yeah he he left his he left his extremely hot take and then had to defend said hot take on candy, which was that, yeah, you should basically eat, you should eat protein bars instead of candy. That was his thing. Then he said, best Halloween candy is Reese's peanut butter cups, and it's not debatable. They sponsor the Senior Bowl. We found, as I said last night, the last NFL man in the evolution of it. NFL men. Um, wow. Okay. So, okay. So what? So what would be sadder? Being an LSU fan heading into this Alabama game, or being a trick or treater who got protein bars and only <laughs> protein bars? I'm torn. I'm I mean, torn. they're both they're both they're both uh, disappointing events that, in theory, will make you better and over the long run. But that's probably bullshit too. It just made you less happy. And it ruined a night. I was trying to decide if I'd be like sadder. <laughs> right. I was going to say right. like, and it, like it be- oh, you got super backed up. <laughs> yeah, like I was trying to decide whether I would be sadder getting a protein bar or whether I would be sadder getting good and plenties. I'd probably be sadder getting good and plenties. There's worse candies you can give me than a protein bar. Yeah, they're not good, but they are plenty. <laughs> I'd be, um, I'd be, I'd be real sad. Either that. Or the people who decided to give out, like the the extremely fundamental Christians who uh, gave out, like you know, hey, you know, I could give you candy, but instead I'm going to give you this Bible verse. I remember having somebody who handed out like Bible verses on paper, and being a kid, and I was unaware and not cool 
So I didn't have like a pithy response at the time. I was like, I don't know, just go ahead and put it in there. It's not candy, but I guess it could go in this bag. And I remember the kid behind me just walked. Like he just left. <laughs> yeah, the one was like, here, here we go. Yeah, here, there you go. We don't observe Halloween, but you can have the kid was like, nah, nah, bro. <laughs> I was like, man, he's faster and better at this than I am. Um, what about uh, a lot of people shit on candy corn? That's cool to do. I think candy uh, corn is I, fine. It's fine. It's fine. It tastes like sugar and kind of like honey. I don't know what more you want here. Yeah, I mean, it's um, candy corn is fine. You just don't want to like, I think if there's, people say candy corn is bad, it's because they don't like sugar. Uh, I mean, if, point? If, if, we're, if we're being honest here, playing Alabama for LSU in this game is doesn't compare to any candy. This is the house that the lights are out and they're just not they're not coming to the door. What do you there's, yeah, what do you there's, get? What? There's nothing for you here. We don't care. Why don't you send Leonard up the steps and see if he can get anything <laughs> out of it? No, he's not getting anywhere. How many times you do it? We send him up there 45 times. <laughs> Let's go around the side once. I, oh, I think, well that didn't work. I think nope. they have like 10 dogs in there. What does Nick Saban <laughs> what does Nick Saban hand out? Well, not rushing yards. <laughs> it's like, wow, that house is decorated really cool. There's just puddles of blood everywhere and mangled bodies all over the place. And like there's there's like scary explosions going no, on inside. That's, no, that's, no, that's, 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 that's real. No. It's not it, decoration. It, it looked like that last week too. Yeah. That's his he's put oh, he put up the Christmas decorations early. Cool. Yeah. T- Texas A and M went up to Process Manor last week. Ain't seen him since. <laughs> Um, is there anything positive we can say for LSU listeners at this point? Some, to win this they game, have a new offense. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You to don't have this... you don't have Cam Cameron. That is a real feather in your mm, cap. You do. No um, you also, by the way, you have um, you still have Leonard Fournette and a really healthy. Like seriously, you have Leonard Fournette, and if Leonard Fournette can run for a hundred yards, you can win this game. Also, which <laughs> there's an if. That's a, <laughs> if 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 you can do this, then you win. Um, it's the if part that's really hard there. In addition to that, your defense might be able to just. I kind of think that, by the way, like the team that beats Alabama, that could beat Alabama is Auburn because they have one player who can actually disrupt all of that mesh point stuff that they've been doing and all of the inverted beer stuff, and that's Montrevious Adams. I, like that's not a crazy. That's not even me joking. I think that uh, Auburn has one of the few players who can really mess with what they do offensively and make Jalen Hurts pass the ball to win. Yeah, and and <sighs> well, for LSU, you know, you're talking about Arden Key along the line. He can get up in there. I mean, we saw what Miles Garrett was able to do all by himself for A&M against Bama. <laughs> you probably need more than just one. But I mean, LSU at least they know how to win this time the question is whether they can do it like this time they you know they're, they're even quotes out that further demonstrate they know they actually have a plan this time and it's not just send Fournette straight ahead they're going to run around they're going to misdirect they're going to try to they're going to try play action they're going to try throwing deep like they're going to use an offense and it's crazy that that sounds revolutionary but last year they didn't they just pl- they picked run one on the Tecmo Bowl play chart and repeated it yeah, and you're not going to be able to win like that against Alabama. Though physically, they physically LSU comes as close as anyone. So I don't know. Combine that with a little bit of brains, and it's not like I'm not going to watch this game. Like it's not like an LSU fan won't watch this game. No, I don't. That's they could win. 
Okay, they could so, win. So, so here's here's the follow-up then. If they win, is this Ed Orgeron's job? Yeah, yeah, no. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't think legally it wouldn't be Pretty able much. to. Like, like, how would you walk in after that, after beating Alabama, and tell Ed Orgeron he doesn't have that job? That's how you lose an arm. He would just straight he would just straight wookie you and it would be legal. <laughs> this was yeah, I mean this man didn't get the USC job and stormed out of that place um, after beating Stanford. And I don't think a USC win over Stanford means quite as much as an LSU win over how Alabama. Dare, how dare Sorry. you? How Sorry, dare you? Fans. <laughs> but yeah, um y'all check svnation.com on Wednesday. Godfrey will have some more reporting on uh, LSU's coaching situation, but um, based on what I've heard from him, and this is this is me putting on my reporter hat and just telling y'all things that our actual reporter tells me. Are you getting um, in a plane? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was a FedEx truck going by. <laughs> um, from what I understand, based on Godfrey's actual reporting, is things are looking up for for Coach O. You know, it's yes. not the job's not locked in yet, but a win over Alabama. Man, he would be in extremely good shape. So uh, let's say he doesn't get the LSU job. What is the job that you want Ed Orgeron to get? Uh, none. I don't. I. It's I, this I or nothing. It, it, dude, I. I. Yeah. This is. This is it. And if you don't think he doesn't have at least some understanding of what he needs offensively, can I just remind you that for some reason at Ole Miss, like the people who are on that staff. Hugh Freeze was on that staff. Noel yeah. Mazzoni was on that staff. Like, th- there were some really good coaches on that staff. It just didn't congeal or work out for whatever reason. The first person he wanted to hire for that offensive staff was Lane Kiffin. It's not like he doesn't recognize talent, you know, at least on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm certain on the defensive side of the ball, he's probably got decent. I- I'm just saying, it's going to be hard. He's dug in like a tick. It's going to be real hard to pull him out of there. If he manages to latch on to an Alabama win, okay. Okay. Even if you can look competitive, if you lose to Bama by five, you know, and you win the rest of your games, how do you not hire that guy? I mean, I, mean, I just like a sure thing, but he's out here losing to SMU. All I want so. is all I want is this: if he doesn't get the LSU job, I want Sonny, <laughs> D- Sonny Dykes to decide that he's done at Cal, and I really want Ed Orgeron in the Bay Area. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. That makes me so sad. <laughs> LSU makes me sad because, like, he left USC, and I guess some part of our subconscious held out like he could still get that LSU job someday. Like, no one actually verbalized that, but it, just, it you know, it was like sad to see him not get the USC job, but it wasn't like as crushing as this. Would no, be. this is this is like the payoff on some long, insane comic book arc where you say, "Man, I don't know how Daredevil's ever gonna beat up Kingpin." And then thirty-two moves later. You should, you should, for for the record, if there's a, it, somebody that Ed Orgeron's like in this example, it's Kingpin. It's true. Uh, you I gotta, don't know. Gotta, gotta switch the physiques there, Daredevil <laughs> and Kingpin, yeah. Saban King, and Coach O. Yeah, no, Kingpin. This is this is like Kingpin. By the way, just trying to feed his family, man. That's anytime anybody mentions Kingpin, I always think, man, Kingpin was framed. Haters. <laughs> It's a big frame. Exactly, man. It's a big frame. I mean, you can just accuse him of a lot. How many other like gigantic six and a half foot tall bald mobsters who commit murder as a, ba- a matter of business practice? I mean, there's got to be like at least 30 of those hanging around the city, right? Yeah, I felt like Kingpin's motive was pretty well laid out. Like he would look out a window and he would say, this city 
And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's cool, man. You just said two <laughs> words. Uh, and neither of them was a verb. So, yeah, you, yeah, man, you're a sympathetic yeah. villain. Yeah, what's your superpower? <laughs> uh, I have big fists. That's it. It's, it's, that's a superpower. <laughs> quite, quite large. I'm so rich um, that I can make magic happen. And I can look at this city. And it's like, yeah, that's a complete character. <laughs> Fuck that's him all, there, that, That's what Ed Orcheron's doing, man. He says, this state. This state, this state, man. This state, this this parish, this parish, parish. belong. This parish belonged to the kingpin. That parish over there. There we go. We've got him. Over there too. <laughs> oh, the parish. This 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 big this big old like steak cooking, charismatic like gridiron kingpin. There. You gonna, I, you, you you gonna call me Popo? Cause I own all these parishes. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.